This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, last week, we celebrated the 60th anniversary of Gary Player's first Masters win. He was also on the first tee with his buddy Jack Nicklaus and Lee Elder to kick off the 85th Masters. And now, he's the host of his own podcast called The Players Series. It's a pleasure to welcome my friend Gary Player back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Gary? I'm very well, thank you, John. And we had a very historical Masters. Uh, probably one of the most historical that I've ever attended, and I've been there, as you know, 64 occasions to see a man from Japan win, and I've been to Japan on 30 occasions. They've had so many good golfers. They've even finished second in the U.S. Open. But to win the tournament in such grand style is so good for golf internationally around the world. And golf is a sport that's uniting the world, unlike politics in the world who are separating so it's such an exciting thing. And I said to Hideki, listen, you'll be president now. <laughs> when I come there now, you don't charge me for a visa. I come in visa-free. We had a good laugh. <laughs> can, you, can you give the listener this morning, Gary, some sort of an idea as to just how important this win will be, not only in Japan, but, but around the world? Well, first of all, that's right. This, is, this tournament is watching well, has a viewership of a billion people. And that's what I was trying to explain to my grandchildren, that Jack Nicholas and Lee Elder and I being on the first tee, a billion people see one shot. Uh, you know, it's such a, uh, an incredible golf tournament and everything that it stands for. But uh, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, first of all, if they did not have this COVID lockdown, I can tell you they would have had press people leaving the day before just to be here for the final uh, round. And, I mean, they would have had at least 60 representatives from Japan because they're so frustrated being a very keen golf nation. Six percent of the population play golf, and they are dying for a major champion over all these years. And at last they have one, and he did it in such grand style. And so I can tell you there'll be excitement in Japan and also all around the world because they'll sell more clubs around the world. We get more young people playing. And, you know, golf, of all sports, golf gets as much publicity as any other sport because there's a golf tournament all around the world. And we're trying to get more young people to play this wonderful game that has longevity beyond any other sport. Um, you mentioned first tee with, with you and your buddy and, and, and Lee Elder. Tell me about that experience, Gary. What was that like? Well, being there with Jack Nicklaus, who's been my best friend and the greatest gentleman I've played golf with. Unfortunately, he can't drive the ball with me anymore. I outdrive him by 50 <laughs> yards. And I said to him, I said, I said, don't get too upset, Jack. I said, you outdrove me for 30 years, man. I said, I'll tell you what. When my ball goes past your ball, it's going to suck yours on another 15 yards, make you feel good. So we tease each other. And that's the great thing, that we can really tease each other and have a great laugh. Because laughter is an essential ingredient in our lives today. And not enough people are laughing enough. It's the youthful still of life. But let me now tell you about Lee Elder. In 1969, I asked him if he'll come down to South Africa because I want to put a spoke in the wheel of apartheid. 
and uh, he was scared, obviously, naturally. You don't know what the heck is going to happen. You, they, you know, their perception of South Africa, they had no idea. He comes down there against the better wishes of a lot of black people here. I'm called a traitor in South Africa for inviting a black man to play. He comes down. It's a great event. It's our PGA. They give him standing ovations. And uh, we went on to other venues. And, uh, you know, he started off as a caddy in the caddy rank and was the first black to play in the Masters. And they weren't allowed to play in the Masters in those days. So, you know, it was just, or they didn't play. And, you know, it was just very historical. And you had a lot of the, and, you know, they gave, Augusta gave black scholarships in honor of Lee Elder's name. Unfortunately, he's not very healthy at the moment, but he reveled in the moment being on the first tee. And then you go back to the first tee a few years ago where Arnold Jack and I hit off, and we traveled the world together, and we won, you know, we won a lot of Masters championships. We won 13 Masters between us and well over 330 tournaments, if I'm not mistaken, worldwide. And then you go on to tee off with Jack and, Jack and I only teed off together. There's Arnold Palmer's chair on the first tee with a uh, jacket over. Well, we both cried like little uh, little whip pups, you know. I mean, uh, so there's a lot of history on that first tee, I can assure you. And having gone there for all these years, you know, I've won it three times, second three times, top 10, 14 times, most number of cuts, most number of times. I walk through there and I try to walk through Magnolia Lane just to say a prayer of thanks to the man above for letting me play in this tournament and being so successful and being in this great country, the United States of America. We're talking with uh, Gary Player here on the Augusta Golf Show. Uh, tell me about the podcast, Gary. How did that idea come about? Uh, my grandson, uh, James, James, my grandson, James, uh, his idea... James, how did we come about by doing this podcast? Was it you and an octagon uh, came up to this idea? We did our first show today with uh, uh, David Ledbetter, which was fun. And we did Nick Faldo as well. What, what do you learn, Gary, from talking to today's players? Uh, well, the, the, I'd, rather, I'd rather you say... What do I learn about the frustration of today's players that I keep hearing uh, we're using the modern-day swing? It's very irritating because there's nothing new in the swing. I can assure you, having been a professional golfer for 70 years, there's nothing new. I haven't heard one new thing in the swing. But it's strange. Whatever era you're in, you think you're the best, and you think you know the most, and... Uh, it's quite frustrating because, I mean, there's nobody who's playing golf today that can play golf like Ben Hogan and Sam Speed did, and that was, you know, 50 years, 60 years ago. So it's very frustrating. And I, I think we've got to realize there's nothing new. There's no such thing as a modern-day swing. Now, the great difference now is they play on greens equivalent of a snooker table. They play for a first prize of $2 million and $3 million and $1 million a week. Uh, they have their own private jets. There are no spike marks on the greens. The greens are like a snooker table. You uh, have free phone calls, free food. You get four dozen balls a week, etc., etc., etc. It's a different world entirely, 
and I admire the young guys. And the one young guy I'm dying to see uh, win the Grand Slam, or two guys, is Rory McIlroy. He's been very disappointing in the Masters the few years. I think it's something in his mind because his swing is fantastic. Probably the best swing on the golf tour. Now, if you could have a combination with he and Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth is the best golfer, as good as anybody that ever lived from 60 yards in. But he's not in the top 30 on the tour at hitting the ball. He's got a lot of faults in his swing. And when he gets that rectified, please believe me, he will be number one in the world. And he's a, he's got what you call it. He's got that thing. He's got the it factor more than anybody playing the tour today. You know, before I let you go, you mentioned a sense of humor. So I wanted to ask you this. Uh, when it was announced at Dustin's Champions Dinner that there were going to be pigs in a blanket, Gary, <laughs> Gary, I'd have paid good money to watch you eat a pig in a blanket. Now, now you didn't have... Go ahead. Go ahead. John, John, that was that was tasty as compared to when Sandy Lyle won. When Sandy Lyle won, they gave us haggis. I don't know if Americans know what haggis is, but I want to tell you we were puking, and I took my mouthful and I spat it on my uh, napkin, and I put it under the table, and the guys were puking, and... And uh, we told Sandy it was delicious. Yeah, but 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 Gary, Gary, you had yeah. you had smoked kielbasa on a puff pastry. I saw the photo. That was not pigs in a. You didn't have a wiener in a crescent roll, Gary. That's pigs in a blanket. Now, I think a lot is said about the dinners at Augusta for the champion, but you can still have a good steak or a good piece of chicken. Or a piece of fish. You know, Augusta is so jacked up, you can have anything you like. Um, congratulations on the podcast. Um, best of luck with that. And I, and I deeply thank you for always saying yes when I ask. It was great. It was great to see you guys last weekend and last week. And, and stay well, stay safe, and we will talk again. And thank you, John, and God bless America.